You're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we have a very special episode because we have a very special guest with us. Our very first ever interview kind of a guest. Uh, everyone, please welcome Brad from Watchers Podcast. Brad, how you doing today? Great. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited to do this. Um, I've been listening to your guys' podcast for a while now. Just finished listening to your Leprechaun episode, actually. Uh, so, yeah, I can't hardly wait to uh, do this show. Oh, Very well done, sir. Very well done. Well, um, well we, we really appreciate you listening. We're always glad to uh, connect with and hear from our listeners. We, this is something we have really come to enjoy doing. Um, so tell us a little bit about your podcast, Brad. Yeah, um, me and my co-host Colson, we do a podcast every week. Well, we had been until uh, the whole coronavirus thing put a halt to things for a little bit. Right. Um, now we've just been putting out reviews on our own, but normally we do a review every week of two movies. Um, the ideas that we kind of just take a random genre it can be anything it can be horror um we did do one where we let our wives pick the movies um just random things animation anything at all and then we do two movies a week and we review them um besides that we do some lists and some news and trailers things like that um mix it up a little bit every week it's a lot of fun that's awesome uh, that's and that, that that's great. That's kind of the same thing. Josh and I decided when we started um, our podcast was like we don't want to be just a horror podcast. We don't want to be just a, you know, an animation podcast. We want to be able to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. Because like um, I'm I'm a big music fan too, as well as as well as movies. And I believe that you know film and music that's they're just too vast a spectrum to only to only care about one particular kind. I think even Josh would agree with me on that. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of, I have some musicals coming your way soon, actually. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Musicals. Ooh. What was the last one we did? Was it Anna and the Apocalypse? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I love a good musical. I've got one coming for you, too, man. It's an animated one, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> did not know that. <laughs> it's one I just found out about. I did not know this movie existed before, like, three days ago. And I found it on YouTube and watched it. I'm like, holy shit. I know what we're doing for, our, for my next episode. <laughs> oh, man. So what made you pick Can't Hardly Wait, Brad? Is that just like a, a, an all-time favorite of yours? Because um, I honestly can I, I picked that, Adam. Oh, you picked it. Okay. I thought Brad yeah. picked it. I wanted to pick a movie that both of you haven't seen. Okay. See, me and Brad were going back and forth, and everything I was saying he'd seen, and everything he was saying, at least I had seen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, crap, let me think. And I finally threw out Can't Hardly Wait, and he said, I haven't seen it. And I was like, I know Adam hasn't seen it, so I, perfect. That'll work. I don't even remember hearing about this movie, ever. 
<laughs> and, I knew and, nothing about it either. Yeah, I mean, and like even oh. even looking at the uh, looking at the cast, like the only names I recognize are Jennifer Love Hewitt and Seth Green. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I mean, some some um some of the other actors and actresses I recognize, but I couldn't place them anywhere. Like I couldn't hmm. figure out exactly where I had seen them. Oh, see, to me watching this, I see so many people, and I'm just like, holy shit! Oh, him, her, him, oh, her. Oh, now, now, yeah, I, there were there were other people that I recognized, but as far as the main characters were concerned, there weren't that many. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you see a little cameo from Jason Segel in there too. That was yeah. that was one of the ones that made me go, holy yeah. shit! I know him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was yeah. the one that I forgot was in this movie till I rewatched it. I really? Didn't him at all? Oh, okay. That's hilarious because he is credited as being the watermelon guy. That is the oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looking through IMDb. I love some of the credits, some of the names of some of these characters. Cause yeah, they literally have no names. They're just, you know, reminiscent guy, reminiscent guy, a kleptomaniac kid. <laughs> there were some great names for, for some of these yeah. characters. And, and so, you know, kleptomaniac kid in my notes is Shermanator because that was his name in American pie. Okay, because yep. I knew, I recognized him. I knew I had seen him somewhere else. I don't know if I've ever actually seen all of American Pie, like all in one sitting, but I, I want to say I'd seen him somewhere else. I can't remember. When I'll I first to... saw him, I actually thought he was uh, the kid from A Christmas Story. I thought he was the bully, like Scott Farkas. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. yeah, and I looked at him, I'm like, is that who it is? And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh yeah, American Pie, that's where I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess going i mean i i always love going back and watching movies and being like you know some movies i hadn't seen in a long time and then being surprised at who is making an appearance who cameo appearances or regular like big characters you know you never know <clears throat> uh but um yeah which one of you suggested grave of the fireflies i'm, I'm just curious <laughs> Uh, that was me. Yes. Oh my God. When he said Grave of the Fireflies, I'm like, no, please don't make me watch that one again. Oh, please don't do that. I can't take it. I told him like, that is one of the saddest friggin' movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I pretty much told him exactly what you sent me. I was like, he said it's the most saddest, depressing movie he's ever seen. So uh may not want to make him go down that road again. I mean, like night, like every other, almost every other studio Ghibli movie is lighthearted, family friendly, bright, colorful fairy tale stuff. But that movie, I, um, one of my coworkers when I lived in Japan was like, a 40 year old man and he told me he still cries every time he sees that movie <laughs> oh. oh yeah i don't need my wife making fun of me for another movie that i cry while i watch so probably best <laughs> we don't do that <laughs> oh my my girlfriend doesn't mind when i cry i'm i'm, I'm glad about that she's like oh that's so sweet <laughs> yeah mine's like are you crying <laughs> she's like Leaning in, staring at my eyes. I'm like, no, I'm not crying. There's no crying in movies. Oh, man. <laughs> now, now, there have been times, like, um, have you seen Onward yet? The new Disney um, Pixar one? I've seen it about five times now. My okay. son loves it. Uh, I really loved it. I was, I, I, I was glad it was as good as it was, because I, I wasn't Same. sure um, going into it. But, uh, man, um, the, that, that scene... With uh, with Guinevere, I actually got a little choked up with that. <laughs> that <part. I> was <laughs> like, definitely. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to spoil anything, Josh. You're going to have to watch it. 
Uh, yeah. We might have to do an episode on that one. <laughs> yeah, Pixar, their trailer didn't really do that one justice because no, when I didn't. seen it at first, I was like, this looks more like it could be on the level of like a good dinosaur or something like that. Not one of their top tier movies. Yeah. But then when I watched it, it's way up there. Like it's, it holds its own. Yeah. Like um, my sister was in town just recently and she's like, okay, I've got time to watch movies now. What movies have you got? I was like, well, I've got Onward and I've got Frozen 2. And she's like, oh, let's watch both of those. And she liked Onward better than she liked Frozen 2. Yeah. Oh, you have Onward? Yeah. I've, I bought it on, on digital. On Voodoo. Uh, no, no, no. When I have to switch back to your account, they've been wanting to watch it. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's just came out on Disney Plus so today, too. Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, it came yep. out today. I did hear that. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, sometimes it's good to be a Verizon customer because I get free Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I don't even have Verizon here in Canada. So. <laughs> oh, you're up oh. in Canada. Yep. Wow, yeah, I didn't know I that. I told him that. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but there's still snow in the ground here. Oh, wow. No, we were like almost 80 today. <laughs> yeah, it, it got warm here today. I had all the windows in the house open. It was so nice. <laughs> so, Can't Hardly Wait from 1998. So, I was about 12 years old when this movie came out. This was... Yeah, this was right before the Iron Giant. I was still very much in my, you know, didn't, unless it was like an action movie or something, I really didn't have any interest in seeing something. Um, I will say this movie had me as soon as the opening credits began. But um, from the Rotten Tomato critics score, it only has a 42%. Bullshit. I don't know what they were expecting yeah. with this. <laughs> Because I mean, the audience gives it a 63. I'm going to have to side with the audience on this one. Absolutely. I, it, I like it. it, it it's, it's a fun movie. It's, 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 it's the kind of movie that spawns stuff like not another teen movie. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly this and she's all that. And then, of course, they throw in other teen movies in that. Not another teen movie, but it's mainly a combination of these two. Right. <clears throat> yeah, right. whenever I seen that we were doing this, Normally, the like high school movie is not my kind of movie. Uh -huh. For whatever reason, I just never usually get into them. Um, this one was surprisingly good, though. It almost came off to me like a 90s version of like Dazed and Confused to an extent. That's another one I haven't seen. <laughs> okay, but it's sort of the same idea. They uh, are all going to a party. Somehow, I never saw Dazed and Confused either. I don't know how I oh, missed okay. it. So I'm not the wow. only one. <laughs> yeah, there's a future episode for you guys. <laughs> that might be a good one. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you know, the of the main cast, you've got Jennifer Love Hewitt, you've got Ethan Embry, Charlie Corsmo, Lauren Ambrose, and Seth Green. Well, you know Charlie Corsmo, don't you? He that was um that was William, the, the geek. He yes. was familiar. What was he from? He was, uh, was it Jack and Hook? No way! Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh my god! I'm sitting there the whole time going, he looks familiar. Like, yeah, I just it's. Let's see. Good grief! When did Hook come out? Ninety-one. Like, yeah. Okay. So this was like seven years later. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. That's awesome. He was also in uh, Dick Tracy. Now. 
He was in Dick Tracy. Then he was in Hook. Then he was not in nothing until Can't Hardly Wait. Uh-huh. And based on his IMDb credits, he hadn't done anything else except for a small part in a 2018 movie. So he pretty much did not could pursue acting. Well, I yeah, I remember hearing somewhere, I think he became like a lawyer or something. Oh, okay. Like, I, f- I forget what it was. Like, it was a list of, you know, child actors who um, went on to have success outside of Hollywood. And it, when, I, think, I think he was one of them. I'm pretty sure he was a, he was a, a lawyer. A lot of them became lawyers. I think the guy who played Chunk on the Goonies became a lawyer. Really? That's and true. I know the guy who played Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3 is a lawyer because he keeps everybody updated on the uh, legal proceedings regarding the franchise on Twitter. Oh, so. okay. Well, maybe maybe they learn enough about getting screwed on contracts and shit like that that they decide they want to be lawyers when they grow up. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, but this movie was written and directed by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. Yeah, and looking at their credits, they always work together. That's interesting. Well, they only have like six credits. I can't even remember anything big that I knew. Uh-huh. But all together. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh. <sighs> So like I said, this movie had me by the opening credits because I immediately recognized the music that was being played. That was Open Road Song by Eve Six. <laughs> and I loved that song when I was a kid. That was like one of my first experiences with like alternative punk rock kind of stuff. And I thought it was amazing. I will say you probably liked a lot of music in this movie. Oh, then. this, good grief. There were like two smash, two or three Smash Mouth songs. Yep. There was Rob Zombie. There was um, 182's Damn It. Oh, yeah, that one too. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, this, this, the soundtrack to this movie is just like the greatest hits of the 90s, basically. Um, although Run DMC was in it, wasn't it? Well, wasn't there Run DMC in this song? In this, okay, yeah. Yeah. So that was tricky. the 80s, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know when Tricky came out. That's I'm not sure. I'll have, to, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Before we go any further, did you get the budget on this movie? Oh, no. I didn't get the budget or anything. Did you? Okay. So the budget was $10 million and it grossed $25.6 million total worldwide, I guess. I don't think it got a big international release. Well, that's still not bad. That's almost, almost bad. triple their budget. Yeah. Not bad at all. And then for I found one who could have been who. Oh, yes. Do tell. It was our boy William. was almost played by a guy named Adam... Han Bird or Han Bird. And I looked him up because I was like, who is that? And he played the young version of Alan in the original Jumanji. So the young Robin Williams character. Oh, okay. I know exactly. I, I just watched Jumanji the next level the other night. And um, <laughs> just like, just like they did with uh, welcome to the jungle, there was a really great little Easter egg tying it to the original uh, film. I'm, I'm really glad that they've done that. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I just watched that one as well. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I think uh, I think The Rock did a better job as playing as the geeky little kid than he did as playing Danny DeVito. <laughs> personally, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Kevin Hart was surprisingly good playing yeah. Danny Glover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh God, he was so funny. Um, yeah. Of course, I can't see the kid who plays Spencer anymore without thinking about Hereditary. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
God, he he was awesome in that movie. He was terrifying. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, everyone talks about Tony Collette, um, who was fantastic, but I think he could have been nominated just as easily. I they think all so. said how she was robbed of an Oscar nomination, but he was right up there too. I think so too. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we, <laughs> this, this opening is very nineties. Cause not only do you have a really good nineties song, you've got a lot of shots of, you know, kids in graduation caps and gowns. I had, I had to think, I had to stop and feel really old for a second. Cause one of them is playing an original game boy. I'm like, oh shit! I remember getting one of those for Christmas one year, um, and that that always takes me back. And you're hearing a lot about going to a party and some guy named Mike dumping some girl named Amanda Beckett. And how pe- some people are naked under their gown. Oh yeah, some, some people are naked <laughs> under their gowns. Well, that's the, actually the the two directors that are whispering all this stuff. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um. So now it finally, as it stops, we get to this one character, Preston, who is played by Ethan, and he is the most shocked and interested to hear that Mike has dumped Amanda. Now he really wants to go to this party. Um, I like when they introduce the characters by stopping and giving like their graduation picture, along yeah. with activities and stuff, and what their their college plans are. Uh huh. That was a pretty nice touch for this movie. Yeah, I didn't get to write down all of them though. Like I don't, I'm like I don't have time to write all that down. Uh, but I know Preston was going to. What? I said I wrote them down. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, where I, where was where, where was Preston planning on going to college? It was in Boston. Was it? It was uh, um well yeah uh how you say it Dartmouth Dartmouth or Dartmouth yes okay yeah, I think it's Dartmouth I know it looks like Dartmouth but I don't I think it's Dartmouth yeah yep oh, okay. It was a, good way to do it just because it gives them a quick introduction of what the character is like like you get that grasp on who they are right away with a it was just an easy way to do some character building yeah really quick uh really quick uh yeah character development like you said i like that because i mean when you've got this many characters in one movie you don't have time to go into all kind of exposition or not exposition (laughs) but uh all kind of backgrounds on all of them because this will be a three hour long movie Um, (laughs) that's right that is one thing. I did feel like this movie was a little long. I felt like you could have shaved about 10, 15 minutes off of it and it would have been just fine. Um, but continuing. <laughs> um, so suddenly Preston is very interested in going to this party. And uh, his friend Denise, played by Lauren Ambrose, is, has absolutely no interest in going to the party. Now, she, now this, this actress, Lauren Ambrose, she looked really familiar, but I could not find anything on her IMDb that I had seen her in. She well, did look, most famous for Six Feet Under, but I don't okay, know if you... I, have, I haven't seen Six Feet Under. I haven't watched it, but I knew she was in it. I know she did do a voice of a character in, in a video game from like 2007 called The Darkness, and I really loved that game. So when I saw she was in that, I was like, okay, I know exactly who that is, but like... The whole movie, she looks familiar, but I cannot, can't figure out where I've seen her from. Now, I just love the timing of this, because as they're sitting there talking, some guy, I thought it was Pauly Shore for a second, because he had that hair. He had that Pauly Shore hair. This guy just comes running by, and he's yelling, I can't believe I graduated! We're running smack into this table, (laughs) like knocking himself out. Um... Yeah, because she's like, never look back, and then she, that guy does that, and she's like, unless you're that guy. 
Um, and then we get a very brief flashback to Preston's first meeting with Amanda um, while we listen to Walking on the Sun by Smash yeah. Mouth playing. And this is where I made the note. I already love this movie for its soundtrack alone. All we need is some offspring and it will be perfect. Unfortunately, we never got any offspring. <laughs> that's my favorite band, Brad, in case you didn't know it was the offspring. I, <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's a good <laughs> favorite band to have. Yeah. Um, the teacher, as she's walking into the class, sits right next to him, right next to Preston, sits, sits Amanda right next to him. And I like how for a minute they kept like obscuring her face with stuff oh. like, you know, notebooks or her hair or any of that stuff. So, so like, he couldn't actually see what she looked like. Um, and she's eating a strawberry Pop-Tart, just like, just like Preston. And so he's like, immediately like, oh my gosh, she's the one. This is, this is, got, this is it. She's the one. Teacher asks who, what? She's the one in ninth grade. Yeah, in ninth grade. Yeah. Um, teacher asks who would like to give her a tour of the school, but Mike Dexter raises his hands first. And, and Preston's like, and that's when I lost her. Like, <laughs> Really? Okay, five, you, you, you've known she existed for five minutes and, and that, now you've lost her. So now we get to meet Mike Dexter. We get to learn about him and he is this movie's stereotypical douchebag jock. Um, yeah, football, baseball, wrestling, track, homecoming king, you know, yep. all the... Yep. All the people I would have hated in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um... And um, he is, he's dumped Amanda because so, he's going off to college and he's going he's gonna to want to experience some college women, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be like, he, he thinks he's going to get laid so much in college that he just decided to dump his current girlfriend. And um, he tries to convince all of his friends to do the same. And they're just like, okay, cool. That sounds like a good idea. Easy to say when you're not around them. Yeah, very easy to say. And <laughs> I love it because the, the timing of all this, you know, they're driving away from where, I guess, whatever diner they were at. And one of them says like, Mike Dexter is a God. And the other guy says, Mike Dexter is a role model. And then we immediately switch to William. And he's just like, Mike Dexter is an asshole. <laughs> that was some great timing. So yes, this is William Lickner, the typical nerd lamenting all of the times that Mike humiliated him. He destroyed his science project. <laughs> he beamed him in the eye with a raisin. <laughs> he said he had to wear an eye patch because he got hit in the eye with a raisin. And he's like, my parents took me to a 3D movie festival, but I saw no third dimension. <laughs> like, oh, God, he can. Yeah, that, that's, that's just wonderful. And, and then the, the pudding incident, which use your imagination, the pudding incident, chocolate pudding specifically. Oh, yeah. They, they played that, that joke very well in uh, Black Sheep with Chris Farley. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I don't remember that one. Oh, Same. yeah. When they rolling down the hill in the house. He's like, oh, oh yes, yes. I have a bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants. <laughs> okay, now I remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's hatched. So, so William has hatched some kind of plan to get back at Mike Dexter. Should I go into the whole plan or? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's weird that these teenagers are planning to 
not only jump on them, but chloroform them, mm-hmm. get them naked and take pictures or strip yeah. them to their underwear. And take, <laughs> take lewd photos. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would go all over Facebook today. Oh my gosh. I can, I, you, you would probably, you could probably get arrested. For, I'm sure you could get arrested for something like that today. That's assault. That's assault, yep. and they could probably get you with kidnapping too, because you're you're using chloroform <laughs> on people. Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, it, it's so funny going back and watching old movies and going, nope, that would not fly in a movie today at all. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, even within the last ten years, the amount of stuff they get away with that you can never do today is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just saw, uh, I was just on YouTube a minute ago, and I saw a a thumbnail for a video. I was like, I need to go back and watch that one later. And that is, uh, could tropical thunder be made today? So yeah, like the, all the nerds, these guys are such like painfully stereotypical nerds. Like I was a nerd in high school, but I wasn't this bad. Yeah, I had Pokemon cards and stuff like that, but I was not this bad. Because <laughs> these guys are like, they're going and they're getting ready to go to the party. And one of them's like, will there be girls there? And another one's like, they'll be, dude, there'll probably be people having sex tonight. Yep. <laughs> and then we immediately cut to Kenny, played by Seth Green. And he's like, I just gotta have sex tonight. I love I love his activities because he has JV basketball one game. Yeah, one game. And that's yeah. it. Did he have any plans for the future? I don't remember if he did or not. UCLA. UCLA. Okay. Oh, right, right. Because in this scene, he's talking about how 92% of women at UCLA are sexually active or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he really wants to get laid really badly. He's even got this like, like some kind of Kama Sutra kit or something in his backpack. I forget what it was, but he had like a scented candle and of course a shit ton of condoms and all this stuff. Of course his friends think his scented candle is a dildo. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is a candle, you idiots. Um, and they, they use the, they use the F word for, uh, for, for gay people uh, quite a few times in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, another thing that uh, has not aged well. Yeah, couldn't do that today. Yeah. No. No. So now we are at the party, and Preston has a letter to give to Amanda, a letter that he has written and rewritten over and over and over again since he was a, a freshman in high school. So for the last four years, he has been writing to this girl, and then revising it and revising it and revising it again i couldn't imagine being hung up on one girl for four years and in high school i couldn't you know, either i not either i was like no I... brad you have any thoughts i didn't <laughs> i didn't have that much attention span in high school for anything <laughs> let alone the same girl <laughs> yeah i mean there were some there there were some good looking girls in my high school, but none of them were like, oh my gosh, she's the, of course. <laughs> none of them were like, I can only think about her, and there's no one else. No one else even comes close to her. Is like, yeah, she's okay, but she's okay too. You know, that one over there. <laughs> um, maybe maybe it's all just the high school you go to. I guess if you went to high school and these guys are in like Los Angeles or something, I I, I don't know where exactly. They're somewhere no, in California. Right. They're actually nowhere near Los Angeles. Where oh, the hell? No. Where were they? They're like on the East Coast. What? Yeah, I know. I never got that either. I read about it, and I, I think it said it takes place in like Pennsylvania or somewhere. 
I never got that vibe from this movie. I never did either. I thought they were in California this whole time. Was your guys' high school anything like this? Uh, no. Well, okay. if, if, they, if, they, <laughs> if there were parties in my high school like this, I was not popular enough to get invited to them. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I... Sorry. I'm in a fairly small town, so there was only like a couple hundred kids total in our school, so it was nothing like this. Whenever I see these kind of movies, I'm like, I wonder if it's like that in the U.S. Like, I've never... <laughs> <laughs> I think in California it probably is yeah. but like I saw somewhere that this movie was not supposed to take place in California so well they did not make that very clear no <laughs> uh, no I'm trying to remember how many people there were in my graduating class I want to say it was only like 180 or something it wasn't a very big class okay um, we're around the same yeah it was it was a pretty small school and um, I don't I don't remember any huge big parties going down like this. Cause like I said, if they had, I probably wouldn't have known about it anyways. Um, I, like I said, I was very much the, you know what? I'm going to stay home and play Halo kind of kid. <laughs> that was my idea yeah, of a party. Video. Yeah. Video games <laughs> pretty well ruled my younger life. <laughs> Same. And uh, these last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of time to, uh, to play them that I, <laughs> that I haven't usually. Oh man. Um but yeah, Preston has this letter to give to Amanda. And he he hears Barry Manilow's song Mandy playing on the radio and he thinks it's a sign. He's like, "Oh, this is a sign. This is meant to be." It's and he's like, uh, "Mandy, that's like that's like short for Amanda." And 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 it's Denise fair. is just what and Denise says like, "I I heard that that was about a song about his dog or something." <laughs> And he's offended by that. Yeah, he is offended by that, of course. Now, we get more Eve Six music, which is probably their most favorite, uh, most famous song. Um, although I cannot remember the name of it right now, right off the top of my Inside head. Out. Inside Out. Inside Out, yes, that one. Inside Out. That's the one I used to hear on the radio. Yeah. Um, so I, I had to laugh so hard because there's this girl at the, at, the, uh, at the door letting people in. She's the hostess, I guess. It's her house. And like throughout the whole movie, I'm going, what is this girl's name? I've never heard anybody say her name. And then I look her up on the, in the IMDb credits and she's actually credited as girl who's hosting the party or something like that. Girls who's. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't just give her a name. Say what? This girl should not be hosting a party. She is too on edge to host a, a high school party at her house. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you can look at her house and you know what's going to happen when you invite a bunch of drunken teenagers to it. You should at least. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it at all. But she did it anyway. So, oh, good Lord. Um, there is a live band at this little party. And again, this was a case of recognizing, and of course I recognize um, um, the, the Donald drummer. Faison. What? Donald Faison. Yes. Of course I recognized him immediately. Um, should recognize you recognize the lead singer, didn't you? I recognize the lead singer, but he's he's one of those guys that every time I see him, I'm like, I know him, but I cannot, I can't, I don't know where I know him from. You should know him. They were both in Clueless together. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we did Clueless. I know we did Clueless, but who was the lead yeah, singer in Clueless? What? He was the skater guy, Travis. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I the drummer's I, the shitty boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, recognize those two. Um, so, and now the nerds are getting ready to embarrass the jocks. They're getting ready to spring their plan. The two nerds go up on top of the pool house getting ready, and William is going into the party. And they're like, oh, there's going to be alcohol in there. Are you going to drink alcohol? You could get drunk. You could get addicted. You could get addicted. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, it's cool. I downloaded this off the web. And it's this, like, little card, I guess, of, like, body mass index to alcohol consumption or something. Like, I should be fine. He's not yeah, And this, guy, this guy's tiny and never drank. He's going to be drunk fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is where we have more uh, uh, Rob Zombie music, more human than human. <laughs> um, as Mike shows up, all of his friends are going to break up with their girls when Amanda shows up. Oh, you and skipped like, over the foreign exchange student. Oh, yep, yep. I forgot the foreign exchange student. <laughs> like I said, there's, there's so much going on in this movie. I can't make notes of everything. Yeah, there's, I am a sex machine. Yeah, and then, and then what was the second one? He said, would you like me to touch your penis or something like that? <laughs> oh, would you like to touch my penis? Okay, yeah. And also, I think when we first entered the house, uh, yearbook girl. Oh, yeah, yearbook girl. Can't forget about yearbook girls. She, she wants to have everybody sign her yearbook, every senior. But you know who that is, right? Again, she looked familiar. Who was she? Oh. Joan Hart. No, not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, no way, really. Or yep. where I first learned of her from, Clarissa Explains Clarissa it Explains all. It All. Yeah, I remember that. This was her yeah, film, was film debut. Like, she'd been on TV, but as far as movies, this was not the first time. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't either. It was very weird seeing her in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen her so much on television. Yeah, everything I've known her for was for TV. Um, well, after this movie, she went on to do some movies. Like, Drive, Drive, Me, Drive Me Crazy. I didn't see it. I think it's called that. She's been in other stuff. But, yeah, mainly TV. I, like I said, I was a Clarissa Explains It All kid. I, I remember that, and I remember um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So, yeah. I was very much a Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan. Watched it on TGIF. On oh, ABC. yeah. <laughs> TGIF. God, I remember that. I think um, I'll have to, I have to check it out, but I think later on there was another character, another actress we see from another TGIF show, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but no, when Amanda shows up at this party, everyone is just staring at her. Like everything dies as soon as she walks in. I'm like, is she really that popular? And this class is really that, that invested in what is happening with her love life that they, are, that they are shutting everything down just to stop and look at her. And yeah. um, all, all, of the, all of the girlfriends of Mike's other friends rush her off to, to console her when she like doesn't even need to be consoled. She doesn't even look that, that distraught. But you hear people whispering in the background that she's destroyed and she was suicidal over the breakup. I'm mm -hmm. like, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She looks fine. <laughs> and uh, here we get another Smash Mouth song. I didn't make a note of this one, but... Just it's Smash Mouth. Like I actually downloaded Smash Mouth's greatest hits a while back, and just listening to it was like, this is like the soundtrack to almost every '90s movie. Yeah, because <laughs> when you think That's about right. how many how many great '90s movies had Smash Mouth songs in it, 
in yeah, this you get a little bit of Kenny doing the robot in the mirror. Yes, he is practicing his dance moves in front of the mirror, and Preston and Denise are watching from a distance, just like trying to contain their laughter. I guess this is where we find out that that Denise and Kenny like have a have a have a history, have a past. They were friends at one time. No, you find that out later. You find out here that Preston and Denise dated for like a week in eighth grade. Oh, okay, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's like, you were a bitch. She's like, yeah, I was a bitch that whole week we dated. (laughs) (laughs) So now we get all of the girlfriends trying to console Amanda, telling her that she's prettier than Gwyneth Paltrow and, and like, who does Mike think he has? Is he, does he think he's like Brad Pitt or something? That was a big couple in 98. They were a couple? Brad and Gwyneth? Yeah, they were a big known couple in 98. I didn't know that. Oh. Again, so like. Just falling over your head because you don't realize that, that they're making all these references then. Yeah, like, like I said, man. In, <laughs> That's why they used that couple. They were a big couple. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Aniston. It was Brad and Gwyneth. Well, I, I, I knew Brad and Jennifer Aniston first, and then Brad and Angelina. Um, yeah. Now, you, surely you recognize Jamie Presley in this thing. Didn't you say uh, yep. you watched My Name is Earl? My Name is Earl? Didn't you say you watched that? No. Oh, okay. Maybe you don't know Jamie Presley then. That I've, I've watched like one episode of that show, and it reminds me too much of people that I'm related to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie Presley's the blonde, uh, yeah, the blonde friend. Okay, okay. It's funny because she also was in Not Another Teen Movie, so... Oh, so she was in the movie spoofing the movie that she was in. Wonderful. Yep. So, um... They're talking about how Mike is the most dope guy in school, and I love Amanda. Yeah, and school's over. Because this is... Graduated. It's done. Yeah. And that's one thing, like, I'm looking back on high school and going, good grief, we thought that the world that high school was the world when it was happening and now we look back on it like what the fuck really we were really that concerned about this stuff um at least that's how i do i'm hoping i hope other people do too yeah i'd love to go back and tell high school brad like (laughs) this doesn't matter that much no it doesn't i didn't care about high school in high school i was ready to graduate and move a hundred miles up to the next state I knew that I was moving, and I, about a week after I graduated, I left my house and moved up there, so up to North Carolina. <laughs> so high school didn't mean shit to me because my real friends were up in North Carolina anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I think I had like two or three friends, like close friends in high school, and, you know, a few years later, I hadn't talked to any of them. Not, I haven't talked with any of them since then, probably. Um so let's see. We are back to Kenny. Kenny ready is get laid. Hmm? I said he's ready to get laid. He's oh, got yeah. ten women. Ten women, and he is counting them down because he they are they are shooting him down one right after the other. Oh, yeah. He yells at the first one. He's like nine lucky ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and this. I love I love this next part because next we get this is when we get William drinking his first beer. He like walks up to the keg and like is 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 this the beer? <laughs> like yeah, you want some? He's like 
yes, please. And he like takes it really carefully, drinks it, sprays it everywhere. Nobody drink the beer. It's gone bad. It's gone bad. <laughs> yes, I love that line. That's I mean, my I, favorite part of this whole movie. It, it might be mine too. Cause yeah. That, that was kind of my, my first experience with beer. I'm like, why the hell do people drink this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, was, it, wasn't until, it wasn't until I lived in Japan that was whenever I was like, okay, I, I, I've acquired a taste for beer now, finally. Um, <laughs> and we get more of Kenny getting shot down again and again. It's just getting so painful watching this happen. Well, you, you get a good story with he thinks this one girl likes him because he remembers that they had been giggling with their friends back in like eighth grade or something. It's because he had Cheetos stuck all in his braces. Right. Mr. Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so now Preston is just looking all over for Amanda. He has not seen her yet. He's just looking for her everywhere. And he finally, some guy, some random guy just comes up and starts telling him, oh, hey, man, I remember you. Do you remember when this happened on our field trip in, in like, elementary school, apparently? And he just, like, this, this guy just keeps telling all these embarrassing stories. And, and he stuck in his bag and left it on the bus. Yeah. His bag it was. He, he ratted pressing it. This is reminiscent guy. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, this is reminiscing guy because every time you see someone, you remember that time? Okay. <laughs> again, again, that guy looked familiar, but I'm not sure where I saw him from. I don't know who that guy was. But he looked familiar. Because um, then Preston's like, you remember that one time I was about to talk to this hot girl and then you got in the way and stopped me? He's like, no, man. He's like, really? Because it just happened. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this guy just completely ruins Preston's chance of talking to Amanda. And the guy's like, I'm never going to forget this. And, and you know what? I believe him. <laughs> I believe him, too. I guess if his name is Reminiscing Guy, then, yeah, he will never forget it. Um, now, throughout the rest of this movie, Mike keeps finding his friends making out with their girlfriends, and he gets mad because the guy doesn't want to break up with his girl. Like, they, at the beginning of the movie, they had this whole plan, of, oh, yeah, we're all going to dump our girlfriends so we can get college girlfriends. Hey, that and, was Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I knew I recognized him. Okay, we, okay. We just saw him in A Walk in the Clouds. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> this movie's far more entertaining than that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he can't leave his girlfriend. Their parents are gone. They got mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, each guy's got a, got a different excuse for why he can't break up with his girlfriend. Like one of them, they had, see, they had tickets to go see some band. What was it? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, so now we get back to Kenny overhearing some girl talking about how her boyfriend cheated on her and she just wants a revenge lay. Like the next guy who talks to me. So <laughs> like, is this where he like falls backwards in his chair? And, like he goes rolling up to this girl. Yeah. I love that part. That was great. Angel line. Yeah, and he tells me, he says, you tell Special K what he can do to make you feel better. <laughs> that, was great, that was a great line. She agreed to go to the pool house with him, and then he's like, wait a minute, I got to go check my list. I'm like, what the fuck? You finally had a chance, and you're going to damn walk off? 
Well, he he left to go to the bathroom, didn't he? He was gonna like you know freshen up, I guess. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude, you you gotta jump on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm sure I'm sure there's nobody outside who like hasn't you know gone and pissed in the bushes or something. But of course, there's a huge line for the bathroom, and but he manages to get into the upstairs bathroom. Now he is like, oh god, he's just wasting so much precious time in this case because because yeah. when, when he walks off the girl's just like yeah he'll do yeah but he's like upstairs like practicing right. the karma sutra and all <laughs> kinds of shit it is like like dude just go for it just go for it and then he gets water on his pants she's like shit he th- she's gonna think i got the premature evacuation <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the premature evacuation. That was a great one. Um, now, while we're downstairs, Denise gets hit in the face with a brownie. Now, I'm sure it's a pot brownie. Yes. Someone, the girl was eating a brownie. She's like, oh, this brownie's gross, and just throws it and hits Denise square in the face with it. So somehow she gets upstairs to use the bathroom, too. Oh, we forgot to mention the hostess girl told um, Kenny, don't close the door because it's broken, and the lock is broken. So, but, but when, when, uh, when Denise goes up there, what does she do? She closes the door. Well, first she walks in on Kenny blow drying his pants. Yeah. And then she accidentally closes the door. Now they're both locked in. And then breaks the handle off. Yeah. Trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. So we, we see more of William who is just getting shit faced and forgetting his plan. He can't feel his legs. Yeah. He can't. um and amanda's cousin comes up and start her her second cousin i think comes up and starts talking to her yep it was her second Second cousin cousin. yeah okay um and she starts going on and on you know opening up about breaking up with mike because she was afraid that that was you know being mike's girlfriend was just going to be her identity pretty much Um, yeah that's all she was yeah, and that Mike was still the same person today that he was four years ago when she first met him. Like, he hadn't changed at all. Um, now, <laughs> we, we get this long monologue of Preston outside. He's talking to someone about the letter he's written her. He's still holding this letter. He's waxing philosophical and all this, and then it turns out to be the foreign exchange student. Would you like to touch my penis? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shit. And Preston just walks away. And then this foreign exchange student's like, I am a sex machine. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, Denise and Kenny are still stuck in the bathroom. Kenny, and we see that the girl who was going to have sex with Kenny is already hooked back up with her boyfriend. Yep, yep. Um, he takes, But he takes a running start at the door and just fails, just <laughs> fails big time. Um, Brad, you ever done that? Um, I would probably go through a door. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a little guy, so. <laughs> Either go through the door or break my shoulder because I'm a fragile little man at this point. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> I, can, I can say I've never tried doing that before. I probably shouldn't because I know I would hurt myself. I'd be like, chiropractor's office. <laughs> immediately uh, 
like spending the day on the <laughs> spending the day on on the on the floor fending my cats away like no i'm not dead leave me alone <laughs> stop trying to eat me <laughs> oh but now we're um, back with amanda and her second cousin yeah and her second co- her cousin tries to make a move on her yeah, right as preston looks in he starts kissing her i'm like yes. Obviously, Preston's heartbroken, but she immediately pushed him away. You're my cousin. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah, and <laughs> she storms off, and then he's like, oh, shit. Amanda, you're not going to tell my parents, are you? <laughs> okay, yeah, this is, why, uh, this is why you shouldn't try to make a move on your cousin, even if it is through marriage. Right. Yeah, that's a good PSA right there. Yeah, that, 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 that's a PSA that should not be necessary, but apparently it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Preston now, throws a letter in the trash. Yep, throws it away. We get a, we get a quick little thing of William with the stoner guy. Yes. Stars, and he's like, I think the stars are God's salt, and he's just gonna eat us. <laughs> <laughs> that that line that line got me good that was a good one um now mike is trying to hook up with a couple of girls he's like hey i heard you one time said i was the hottest guy in school and they were like yeah and we heard you said we were just a couple of skanks yeah. so they leave and one of those was selma blair no shit really yeah, that first one. yeah that's selma blair oh god I'm... There's, there's so many names that pop up in this movie that's just i love it that's crazy um <laughs> now preston is has left the party he's just driving off as love hurts comes on the radio and now i cannot hear that song without thinking about um rob zombies um halloween movie Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was exactly what came to my mind. Really? <laughs> as soon as I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, through a very convoluted series of events, like yes. trash getting dumped out, it getting stuck to people's feet, getting treaded into the house, through a very convoluted series of events, the letter gets out of the trash can and lands right in front of Amanda. In a nut bowl. In a, yeah, in a, in a bowl of like Chex Mix or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now we get more of Kenny, Denise in the, in the, Kenny and Denise in the bathroom, and he calls her out for being high-handed and antisocial, and then she starts to remember their friendship from middle school and how it ended. I guess this is when we find out that they, that they were friends. Apparently, they had been friends for quite some time. Yeah, like, I think since like second grade. Yeah, because she says something about them in the second grade. Yeah, playing Miami Vice in her basement. Yeah. And then and I remember Kenny, who got too cool to hang out with me when he got to junior high. Because she talks about how her parents didn't have a lot of money and his did. Her clothes weren't as nice as his. Yeah. Which, based on the SUV he's driving at the end, he must have had a decent amount of money. Yeah, yeah, because that yeah. was a pretty new uh, uh, Suburban or something like that. Um. Now we get Preston, who's sitting on the hood of his car, you know, kind of inner monologuing. I didn't manage to write down anything of what he's thinking, but he's listening to the radio. And he's like, oh, they were playing Mandy. It was supposed to be a sign. And that's when the DJ is like, oh, and today is Barry Manilow's birthday or something. So we're playing yep. his hit Mandy every hour on the hour. Yep. <laughs> but then, he's here, then he hears that Barry Manilow is going to be taking calls. So what does he do? He goes and finds a pay phone. 
Yes, back when people still had to use pay phones, when not everyone had cell phones. Actually, I don't think a single person in this movie has a cell phone, now that I think about it. You know what? I think you're right. I did yeah. not see a single cell phone in this movie. Wow, you had to love that. You love old tech. You didn't even get to see a cell phone. You got to see a payphone. <laughs> yeah, really old tech. <laughs> Stone Age tech. Um, so back at the party, Amanda finds the letter and reads it. And oh, no, no, no. You can't skip over this scene. Wait, what, what did I skip? What did I skip? Preston trying to call Manilow and the angel stripper comes. I thought that came later. <laughs> no, that's right here. Okay, well, yeah, because I've got that right in my right here in my notes. Preston's in the phone booth trying to make a call, and a woman dressed as an angel walks up. Okay, okay. Now, the actress who played the angel, like, Jenna I, Elfman. What else Jenna, is she in? She's mainly known for Dharma and Greg. Okay, that's where right. I see. I knew I'd seen her in a sitcom somewhere. Yep. I thought I thought she had been in that old show, Step by Step, which was another TGIF show. No, that was oh, uh, that was Suzanne Summer. Okay. Yep. Okay. Me and Brad. Straight minds think alike. Oh, man. Well, somewhere I got, I got out of the TGIA, TGIF stuff and got into Frasier. I'm still not sure how that happened. <laughs> that was a great show. But no, she really needs to use the phone because her car is broken down. And like he, he, he gets Barry Manilow on the phone and she just reaches in the phone booth and hangs it up. Damn. I would have been so pissed at that woman if she had done that, which obviously yeah. Preston is. And he's like, this is the worst night of my life. And she makes her phone call, calls a cab because her phone, because her car's broken down. And, um, and she's like, when you've had 40 drunken men grabbing your ass, one groom to be throw up on you, then you have your car break down at 2 a.m. Then you can tell me about having a bad night. So yeah, she had a pretty bad night. Yeah, but she keeps, she won't admit she's a stripper. She's like, I'm a dancer. Yeah, he says, you're a stripper, I'm a dancer. You're an angel stripper? And she's like, oh, I'm the weirdo. You're the one calling Barry Manilow from the phone booth at 2 a.m. And then he just puts his head down. He's like, you're right, I'm a total loser. Yep. And then she feels bad. Yeah, she does feel bad. She's like, no, don't do that. Oh, fine, fine. She, and then she goes and sits on a bench with him while they wait for her cab, even though Preston's car is right behind them. I got to say, I think Preston has a pretty cool car. He's driving this old Cadillac. This thing's huge. I yeah. thought that's a pretty cool car. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> Amanda at the party asks a girl if she knows Preston, because now she's read this letter, and she's looking for Preston, because it's got his name. I guess he signed his name to it. And yeah. this girl has a great response. She's, like, cutting up all these – um, beer or a six pack rings or something. You know, she's very yep. eco friendly. Yep. <laughs> she just like starts going on and on about, oh, you didn't you didn't notice Preston because he was sitting next to you for four years. You like just like you didn't notice me or anybody else. And she starts just ranting and like yelling at all the people. Eventually, she's yelling at all the people in the party. You're all sheep or something like that. <laughs> something to that effect. She, she kind of loses it for a little bit. Um, and we get back to Preston and Angel Stripper. Did she have a name or was she just Angel? She was Angel Stripper. Okay. But actually, before that, you get the uh, – I called them X-Files guys, but I guess they're the nerds on the pool house. Uh-huh. Star Wars with the flashlights. Yeah. Because he cuts his hand, knocks the flashlight <laughs> off, and the other guy pushes him. He's like, he didn't – Luke didn't push him. Well, he should have. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but Angel but yeah. Stripper is telling Preston about the time she missed the chance to talk to Scott Bayo. I had to look. I knew the name Scott Bayo, but I had to look him up to be sure. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, he's Chachi from Happy Days. Yeah. Um, she had Actually, a chance. From Full, he was on an episode of Full House as one of Jesse's friends. Oh, really? But I, yeah. But it was like a one episode thing, I think. I don't think he wasn't like a recurring character. I think I remember the episode you're talking about. Was he like Jesse's little brother or something? Or, no, or just one of his old, old friends? Yeah, an old friend that they used to ride together. Was he, was he trying oh. to get – I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting off track here. But was he trying to get Jesse to do like a, a motorcycle stunt? Yep, yep. Okay, I do remember that episode. I do too. <laughs> oh, did any of you try watching the Fuller House? I watched about four episodes of the first season, but I was like they they tried to sell you that Uncle Jesse and everybody was back, but it really they really aren't. They're barely in it. Okay. Cuz like I yeah, I couldn't I watched... even make it to the first episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's where I was too. I watched the first episode and I was like, I, I don't really need to spend any more time watching this. That's enough for me. Yeah, Netflix has much better shows. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have Michelle, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyways, Angel Stripper tells Preston not to make the same mistake to go, you know, take that chance and talk to this girl. End of the story. No, no, not talk to this girl. She thinks he wants to. Oh, right, to right, right. She thinks he wants to talk to Barry Manilow. Like, tell him how you feel. <laughs> um, She's like, don't worry about it. Scott Bayo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so now, William, like, with the band at the party breaks up. Like, they haven't even started. Yeah, they haven't played a single song yet. And they're breaking up. <laughs> and, like, they had T-shirts and everything, and they're breaking up. Love um, Burger. Yeah, Love Burger. That was a great name for a band. Um, so, or a restaurant. Yeah, or a restaurant. That'd be great, actually. I'm surprised <laughs> no one's done that. Yeah. They, 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 who knows? Maybe they open have. up a Love Burger. I, say, I wonder if one popped up around 98 or 99 after this movie. <laughs> It'd be kind of like McLovin. <laughs> um, now, I, who was this guy who just ran up to the stage after the band left and started playing Paradise City on his boombox? He looked familiar, too. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. and I, I didn't look him up. Okay. But William is drunk, and he gets, and he's like, oh, I know this song. Some guy I used to tutor made me listen to it. <laughs> So he gets up and starts singing Paradise City, and suddenly everybody's loving him. Like yeah. He gets flashed by a girl, which makes him pass out for a second. Yeah, he passes out. <laughs> then he comes back up and uh, keeps singing. And, like, these two girls in the front row are like, oh, my God, They're like holding their fingers out. Like, he must have a huge dong or something. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Kenny and Denise are still working out their shit in the bathroom. Now back to Mike. Mike is sitting alone. When some guy, what was his name? Trip McNeely? Trip McNeely. Trip McNeely yeah. comes out and sits behind him. This guy. I know you know him. Yeah, again, he was familiar. Who was he? You wanted me to watch Joe's apartment and you didn't recognize Jerry O'Connell? Oh, Jerry O'Connell. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> I, that's who I thought it was, but he did look a little different for some reason. Um, Trip McNeely. Trip McNeely. Jerry O'Connell. Wonderful. Um, so apparently this guy was some kind of sex symbol in high school, but yeah. now he can't even get a girl's phone number. He's yeah. like, it's so hard to date college girls. And he's telling Mike all this. And Mike is realizing he is fucked up because he has, he has broken things off with, with, uh, with Amanda. So Amanda is still looking for Preston and she's talking to the stoner guy from earlier. And she is talking to Jason Siegel who is eating, a, who is eating a watermelon in a very provocative manner. <laughs> like, I want to know if that was actually something scripted that he was supposed to do, or if that's something he did on his own. It seems like something he would have done on his own. I know. That's what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Can I eat a watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just be watermelon guy. I wonder, like, yeah. I wonder if this was like his first film. It was, it was. Oh, his it was? Film okay, cool. Cool. Um, but all they can get out of them is that he's kind of tall. He wears t-shirts sometimes and he has hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's like everybody. <laughs> oh man. Um, so Amanda sees Mike and Mike kisses her and says he wants to get back together. Duh. So, but she tells him off in front of the whole party. He's like, absolutely not. And Mike's yeah. like, says that the music just comes to a stop <laughs> yeah like again everybody at this party cares so much about this couple that they're gonna completely stop doing everything to, to listen to what's happening that's probably the most unrealistic part of this movie to me is nobody oh, yeah. else there would really give a shit that's that is a teen movie mm -hmm. a high school movie that is it just something that's one of the tropes of a high school movie yeah, when suddenly two people become the sole focus of all of the action or all of the attention, I guess. Um, but then Mike, he's like, well, who's going to want you now? And Amanda holds up the letter. It's like, somebody. So now the whole party is laughing at Mike and someone calls him, again, the F word. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, but now as Amanda is leaving, all of these guys are hitting on her and, and like the stoner guy is straight up like, oh, hey, you're so hot. As, as she's walking away, he just goes, can I see you naked? Oh, then reminiscing guy comes up. Oh yeah, what did reminiscing guy say? I forgot what he said. Like, remember that one time we danced at the sock hop? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I had the hugest bone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then finally, Preston finds her and tells her he loves her. And he's trying to, you know, trying to profess his feelings. But she just thinks he's hitting on her. And she tells him off in front of everyone. Yeah. She's like, you just want me to strip off my clothes and do you? Get yourself a goddamn life, asshole. Yeah. Now, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but in Not Another Teen Movie, her character says, what, you think I just fuck every guy that says that? She's like, no, I give them hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Jennifer Love Hewitt was was she in Not Another Teen Movie? No, it's uh, I think it's Lacey Chabert, but it's playing that character. Okay, like, playing that that trope. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Um, now William has forgotten all about his plan until now. Now he's drunk and trying to talk to Mike, trying to get him to go out to the pool house. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you write down what he said? I love this. He's like, oh, there's there's this one girl, no, two girls, and and they're uh, they're doing stuff. And I I didn't I didn't write down all of what they said. There's a chick outside. There's two chicks. They're triplets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Mike starts crying on William's shoulder. Yeah, he's like, "I'm just a loser," and hugs William. As now, I make love to you, plays by Boys to Men. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that one because I've never really listened to Boys to Men. Oh, great music choice there. Okay, um, now back to Kenny and Denise. They're still in the bathroom, getting more and more friendly until Kenny kisses her. And then they start making out. They were also. So dancing to New Kids on the Block. Yeah, I I did get that part. I do remember. I do remember New Kids on the Block. Um, but were New were New Kids on the Block still a thing at this point? I think it was more they were a thing when those two when, were friends the first time. Okay, okay, yeah. that's what I think from it. Yeah, probably now something the, they did as kids. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now Yearbook Girl finds Amanda. And is like, hey, I need you to sign. So, th but then Amanda gets the idea. Oh, I should look up this Preston kid, and sees it's the guy she just told off in front of everyone. She's like, oh my god! Now Preston is driving off in his car, and Kenny and Denise start going at it in the bathroom. And William is playing shrink for Mike. Mike apologizes for being a dick. He's like, hey man, remember that time I. I like tripped you in front of all those people when you were supposed to make that speech and everybody laughed at you. I'm really sorry for that. And William goes, that, that, that was this morning at graduation. <laughs> yeah. His valedictorian speech. <laughs> yeah, his valedictorian speech. Now, the cops show up. It is after 2 o'clock in the morning, and the cops are just now showing up. Really? Well, before the cops show up, though, the band gets back together. Oh, yeah, right. They do a little reunion tour. They're like, Maybe a couple new stuff, mostly old stuff. I'm like, you haven't played anything yet. <laughs> and then right before they're finally going to play for the first time in the movie, the cops show up to ruin it. Right, right. <laughs> and I, that's another thing I find hard to believe is in this very affluent-looking neighborhood, this very nice house, this is the first time the cops have been called tonight, apparently. I, don't, I have a hard time believing that. Now, Mike <laughs> goes running behind the pool house, and the nerds – spring the plan on William and Mike. They jump down, they chloroform, they start taking their clothes off and taking, taking Polaroids all over them. And then they realize, oh no, that's Mike. Or no, yeah. that, that, that's William. We need to get out of here. So they just bolt. They just leave their friend right there. Yep. And uh, I love when Klepto Kid stole a cop car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just having way too much fun. Yeah, because um, he mentioned that he was stealing stuff in the convenience store at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was stealing – what did he steal? Did he steal like a uh, – It just looked like snacks to me, yeah, but I – But at yeah. one – no, okay, okay. Later, he comes back and he like steals like a gumball machine or something. That's at the end. That's yeah, at the end have, of the movie. Right, right. That's um, at the end. Um, so the cops find William and Mike. Then Kenny and Denise have gone all the way, and now things are awkward. That would be really awkward to have, you know, just lost your virginity to someone that you've known since elementary school. Yeah, that would well, have to be weird. Had sex one time, she said. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. She she did, but 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 Kenny had not. Yeah, and, and she's then, like, next it could go it could go longer. Yeah, and and that yeah, she starts to critique his performance, and then they start to fight. 
And then he acts like he could have done it with anyone at the party still. He goes back to his little cockiness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hostess girl walks in and freaks out seeing them like this. Denise bolts. And then he late and later he apologizes and they make up. Now the next morning, William is getting bailed out of jail. Mike Dexter took the blame for all of William's behavior. He said he forced him to do everything, forced him to drink, forced him to pose for the pictures, I guess. Rather than admit they had a caring, friendly moment, he's yeah. not gonna do that. He would take the blame for bullying this guy into doing this stuff. Right. Um, Amanda is taking down all the pics of her and Mike. Preston is packed and ready to go to college. He's talking to Denise and Denise, and he's like, Kenny, really? Kenny Fisher? Really? And she's like, shut the, shut up. <laughs> yeah, because it pans to Kenny and he's like got big whipped cream on his nose and everything. <laughs> I love that. He's like drinking hot chocolate with all his whipped cream. And then he just looks out the window and he's like, hey, what's up? And the whipped cream on all, all over his face. Um, but Preston... Invite me to your wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Preston's, you know, thinking about his current predicament. He's like, you know, I think maybe I'll be okay. Maybe there is no such thing as fate. Maybe, maybe this was all like a hero's trial. And Denise was like, I do believe in fate. It's just really fucked up sometimes. Yep. There's your uh, obligatory PG thirteen F bomb. One PG thirteen F bomb. Yep. Um, now. William goes to talk to Mike because Mike is sitting with all of his friends again. And William goes to talk to him. And, he, and of course, William or Mike act, actually he doesn't know. He's like, dude, get out of here. Get lost, nerd. Go play with your computer. And, and then it's like, go watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go watch Star Trek. Uh, and then, it, then, then, it, then we get like the Animal House into the movie, like what happened afterwards kind of things. Uh, I like, I like. Yeah, it was I like cool. that. I'm a sucker for that in any movie. Yeah, it <laughs> I think it helps out a lot to yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. Gives you a little bit of closure because we find out here that William became a millionaire and is now dating a supermodel. Yep. Mike drank too much and lost his football scholarship. He's 40 pounds overweight, then lost his job at the car wash after some incriminating Polaroid surface. <laughs> and then we see Kenny and Denise sitting together at the booth. And Kenny's like, what, do you want some of this? Or something like that. And he says something stupid, and she just gets this kind of look on her face. And uh, it says, later. Yeah, Denise dumped Kenny five minutes later. Then 10 minutes later, they found a bathroom and got back together. And then this is where <laughs> Klepto Kid steals the gumball machine. Right. That, that was, I remember him stealing it at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I love that there's no reference to him at all from any other character. It's just like happening in the movie. Yeah. Like, as a background gag. Yeah. I guess that's why he's able to steal everything. Yeah, he can yeah. he gets away with he gets away with stealing a cop car for crying out loud. He can steal anything. Um now Preston is waiting for his train. Amanda shows up to give him the letter. But he's still like he's still he's, at first he's like, I, I'm still going. I still I still should go. And she thinks maybe she should be single for a little while. But then they start to part ways and they do the thing where like one of them's walking away and the other one's watching. And then the, then like they turn and the other one starts walking away and the other one's watching. And then finally he just drops his bags and goes running back to her. Oh, and that, this, this scene is interesting because when he kissed her, she gave him a, uh, 
teddy bear full of breath mints because he was known as the stoner. He sat in his trailer and smoked weed all the time and she didn't really want to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You know, like, like Ethan Embry has said, he doesn't really remember much of this movie because he was stoned the whole time. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but then it says seven hours later, Preston got on the train to Boston. Amanda sent him a letter every day he was away, and they're still together. Aww. <laughs> hey, but I do love the yearbook photos as credits. Yeah, yeah, those were good. Yes. Like, the, like the senior yearbook photos. Um, Even though they kind of messed up because Denise clearly said she did not take a yearbook photo, and they have her as a yearbook photo. Yep, I remember thinking that too. I remember That's thinking right. that exact same thing. Um, and then we get like a little mid-credit sequence. See, Marvel did not invent this. This has been around for a long time, apparently. <laughs> a mid-credit sequence of the two nerds, William's two friends, walking along. Going, oh man, this town is so lame. And again, I thought they were. I thought they were in California this whole time. Um, but yeah, this town is so lame. And then they both get beamed up by aliens, like in broad well, daylight. Maybe it wasn't, but I thought I had read somewhere that it was supposed to take place somewhere else. Maybe I am wrong about that. Well, there wasn't really like any um, like landmarks to tell you where it was. True. No. <laughs> found anything? Uh, not on that, but I did find that uh, Trip McNeely and his polo shirt, shirt has his uh, fraternity. Uh-huh. Delta Iota Kappa, a.k.a. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> nice touch yeah it does make sense let me see yeah the movie is based loosely on some school in pennsylvania huh yeah and that the yearbook is actually from a philadelphia high school the one that the, uh, melissa joan hart's carrying around the whole time okay well i've read something about pennsylvania interesting so, I mean, I guess if <laughs> I personally would have liked it a little bit better if maybe Preston and Amanda hadn't ended up together, you know, had a little bit more realistic of an ending. But then again, it wouldn't be a teen movie if it wasn't. You know, it, you couldn't have a realistic movie in a late 90s teen, a realistic ending in a late 90s teen movie like that. You have to have the happy ending, I guess. Yeah, that's right. overall how'd you guys feel about the movie i enjoyed it it was fun um i i there, there was so much going on i guess that was one of the things that kind of helped keep my attention for so long because there was so much going on in the background so much going on with the different characters swapping in and out uh again i do feel like it was a little bit long like you maybe could have cut out the band the whole thing with the band. Although, yes, that was very funny. It, it added nothing to the story. Um, cool. You could have maybe cut all that out and have been 10 minutes shorter. I don't know. That's just my thought. Brad, what'd you think? Um, I liked it. I was kind of surprised by how much I did like this one because whenever I started watching it and I seen Seth Green, I was like, ah, oh, no. Like, I'm not a huge fan of his type of humor. Oh, but okay. Oddly, he ended up being one of my favorite characters in the movie. Like, okay. they do a good job of bringing him from 
idiot to someone you actually end up caring about. Yeah. And the music, like you guys said, was great. Sorry, you go ahead there, Adam. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, there were there were a few characters that you would not expect to actually have a character arc, but they did. You know, they're not the same character at the end of the movie that they are at the beginning of the movie. And I thought, you know, for this to be a you know dumb teen comedy, that's pretty commendable. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the acting overall is pretty good. I found everyone <laughs> pretty solid. Uh, Ethan Embry, it was kind of cool seeing him in something else because. I think the only other thing I've ever seen him in is Empire Records, maybe? See, and I've never seen Empire Records, but I always know him from Vegas Vacation. Oh, oh he was right. in Vegas Vacation? Was he the son? Yeah. The son, or a.k.a. Papa Giorgio. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is in That's movie, right. He's in, a, he's in a pretty good movie with Pat Healy called Cheap Thrills that I like. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, I have not. No. And then there's one called The Devil's Candy that I want to see and just haven't. Oh, I didn't realize he was in that. Uh, I, think, I think that's him in there. I'm pretty well, positive. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, but I have watched a trailer for it, and it's on my watch list on Letterboxd. Adam, I think <laughs> like The Devil's Candy. It's supposed to have like a metal soundtrack, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. That's always good. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking you'd like that. Yeah, I see The Devil's Candy here. Right. Um, what else? Oh, Hawaii Five O. <laughs> I guess that's the TV show. Was that the yeah, TV? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new. There's a new show. A reboot of that. So probably it was probably like an episode. Yeah. Um. Oh, it looked like he was in an episode of CSI Miami. <laughs> oh yeah. All those episodic t- TV. I'm not gonna know. Yeah, like I've seen so many episodes of CSI Miami, they just start all start to bleed together after a while. And I'm the opposite. I've seen one episode of CSI Miami, and that's because I heard Rob Zombie was directing it. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Oh, well, he was in Timeline. I didn't see that. I'm not sure if I ever saw the movie. I know I read the book. Oh, okay. That was Michael Crichton. That was a good movie. Good book. <sighs> well. I think that is going to wrap this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots up. Brad, it has been great having you here tonight. Um, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, this, uh, thanks for thanks for being a listener. And, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully all this COVID-19 crap is going to blow over one day and we can all get back to recording like we usually do. But maybe we need to do like another uh, uh, kind of a crossover episode with you and uh, uh, Colson. Yes. Colson, yep. That would be, yeah, that'd be that, fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, because you know, you know us. We we love to we we love to have our taste in movies challenged. Because <laughs> because like like it like with this one specifically, I would not have taken the time to watch a movie like Can't Hardly Wait, but I'm glad I did. It was a lot of fun. Yes, same um, here. So be sure to check out Brad's podcast. That's uh, the Watchers Review Podcast. Um, we will continue to do that. We'll continue to uh, support your channel. Do you have any um? Uh, social media accounts that you'd like to share any instagram or twitter um yeah our instagram is at watcher underscore pod and or sorry watchers podcast i guess and our twitter is watcher watcher pod (laughs) watcher twitter was the hardest one to find you guys on for me yeah for whatever reason (laughs) we couldn't just put watchers podcast yeah 
there's a there's an account called Watchers Podcast. I, I guess they had it before you. Oh, yeah. okay. Hopefully they don't know about us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. I'm Josh. And always remember, whether you are in your car or in your theater, be sure to check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.